Lord, as you serve me out into the world, I just want to say a prayer, Lord. You born-again believers that may run across this podcast, and it might speak to your spirit. It might speak to your understanding of who he is. I want to offer this prayer. I want to pray this prayer unto the Lord on your behalf and on my behalf. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord, that you offered up for the sins of the world, for a rebellious world, for rebellious people, for a rebellious creation, Lord, to decide that it wanted to do something different other than what you had planned for it, Lord Jesus. But you're not a plan B God. You're not a plan B God, Lord. It was all in your making in the first place, Lord. But I want to offer this prayer not only for myself, Lord, because I'm under the stress and the persecution of even being able to bring this into light in the first place, Lord. But I offer this prayer, Lord, for those that might venture forth, for those that might want to know you, Lord, in the power of your resurrection, Lord. For those that might want to know you in the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your suffering, that it may be transformed into the likeness. That they might be transformed into the likeness, Lord. I'm not the only one. I can't be. I can't be. I can't be. I can't be. I can't be the only one, Lord. There has to be other believers that love you like me, Lord. There has to be other believers out there that love you like me, Lord. And they will come to know you and come to love you, Lord. As I place this out into the ethos, Lord, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I have one life to live, and it's like a breath, it's like a puff of smoke, Father God compared to eternity. But that this one puff of smoke that I might present to you like might be a might be a might be a, a, a fragrance, might be a delightful fragrance in your nostrils. It might be a delightful fragrance in your understanding. It might be a delightful fragrance, Lord. That you might you might remember that I was alive. That you might remember that I was alive. So I say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, yes, this is a prayer. All those, Lord, that wants to know you, and that will come before you, Lord, that will pour out their hearts to you, Lord, that will give up the, despre- the depression, the despair of the life that your enemy has given to them. All of those that will desire to give that to you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask a covering. I ask that the ministering angels that protect those that want to come to know you, that they might be energized. Because, you know, there was a man that prayed and he and the angel said that I was hindered by uh, the prince of this, by the prince of Persia. I couldn't get to you. I tried to get to you 20 something days before I tried to get to you before him, before this. But you know what? I was hindered and it took I needed help. You know that sometimes the angels of God need help to come and save you. You know, the angels of God need help to come and save you. So when you pray out to God, don't necessarily. You think that they, the angels that hear your prayers don't need help.
to Father God right now. I breathe life, Lord, into the spiritual jet stream that those ministering angels might be able to find their, their help in times of trouble. You know, that, that angels fight against the devil. Angels fight against the devil's minions. And sometimes the angels of God that's assigned to give you your answers need help. That's why you need to keep praying. That's why you need to keep fasting. That's why you need to keep your eyes on Jesus Christ because you know there's a warfare going on. You're not in safe territory. You're not on safe ground. You're not on safe territory, born-again believer. You're not on safe territory, born-again believer. Get this in your mind. You are not on safe territory, born-again believer. All around you, from the left to the right to the up and the down, you are surrounded by the enemies of God. You just can't see them. But I want you to know, I want you to enjoy your Lord. I want you to enjoy his peace. I want you to enjoy him. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, because I see these things, because I see these things in my spirit, I ask, Lord Jesus, that you strengthen your ministering angels that are ministering those that are the heir of salvation. I ask that you strengthen the angels that are ministering spirit that ministers to those that are the heir of salvation, Lord. I need my angel strengthened. I need my angel strengthened. I need to give him a drink of water. That's why I pray the Psalms. That's why I listen to the Psalms because I need my angel that does battle against my enemy. I need him to be strong. I need him to be able to drink from the fountain that's in me. I need him to be able to drink from the fountain that's in my spirit. That's why Daniel prayed. That's why Daniel fast. That's why Daniel did what he had to do because he knew that the angels that had to be about our God's business needed to be strengthened. And even if he didn't know in his mind, even if he didn't know in his mind, he knew it in the spirit. That's why the angels were able to talk to him. That's why the angel was able to talk to him in truth. You know, I heard you, Daniel. Just what the angel said. He said, I heard you. God heard you the first time you prayed. I heard you. He heard you. Our father heard you the first time he prayed. He dispatched me to give you the answer. Our God heard you the first time you opened your mouth. He dispatched me to come and give you the answer. But I was hindered. And because you kept praying, because you kept fasting, because you kept interceding, the Holy Spirit was there in the name of Jesus. Because, see, you got something a little bit more than Daniel did. You have the Holy Spirit living inside of your temple. Daniel had to do a little bit, do a little bit of that. But you got the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of your temple. You got a little bit more going on. He said, I had to call for reinforcements. <laughs> I had to call for backup. And Michael, the archangel, had to come and help me out. 
So you need Michael to come and help you out. You need the angels of God to call for backup because they're devoted to your cause. See, if an angel of God is not devoted to your cause, he's not going to call for backup. I need to get this man the answer. I need to get this man the answer. But see, we have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us because the temple of the Lord Jesus Christ is in our spirit and the Holy Spirit dwells in us, within us. But we still got ministering angels. So I need the ministering angels to minister onto the Holy Spirit that's in my temple. Come on. You know what? I don't think nobody heard that. I'm going to say it again. I need the ministering angels to minister onto the Holy Spirit that's in me because the Holy Spirit needs help. Not that the Holy Spirit can't do it, but you know what? God is a joint conqueror that all might take place in the destruction of his enemy. can't wait to get to heaven and meet the Lord. I can't wait to get to heaven and meet Michael. I can't wait to get to heaven and meet Gabriel. I can't wait to get to heaven and meet Michael. I can't wait to get to heaven and meet Paul. I can't wait to get to heaven and meet John. I can't wait to get to heaven and meet Matthew. I can't wait to get to heaven and meet all. Luke. Prophets, Ezekiel, I want to meet you. Zechariah, I want to meet you. Isaiah, I want to see your face and talk to you. Amos, I want to know how you feel and what happened and what it was about. Obadiah, I want to know you and hang out with you. I want to hang out and go get on my chariot of forever and go and meet Micah. Me and Micah can kick it. See, you know, you got to come on up. You know, you... You you've been seasoning your food with the essence of this world. You need to season your spirit with the living God. You know, God, well, like put that meat on the fire because I like the way it smells. I'll come down and touch it with my flame. I'll come down and burn up your offering. I'll come down and burn it up. God ain't ashamed of what he created. But he's disappointed. How can he not be disappointed? He's the living God. His creation gave the authority. His creation gave the will. His creation gave the appointment. His creation gave his likeness and image over to his enemy. How can God not be disappointed? 
But he said, I'm not going to stop at disappointment. Because, see, I can be just disappointed and go my own way. He said, I saw you in your own blood. I saw you in your own blood. And I stopped. I saw you miserable in your own blood. But I stopped. And, and waved my hand over you. Waved my wing over you. And breathed life into you. I breathe life in you because you disappeared from my roster. You wanted to explore your free agency. You didn't think at the end of the day I had something better to put on your life. You didn't think at the end of the day I had something to put on your future. You didn't think at the end of the day that I had something to put on your eternity. Why did you leave me, Adam? What you thought was going to happen when you left me, Adam and Eve? What you thought was going to happen when you signed up for what my enemy told you and you was deceived? And Eve being so sensitive as she is sensitive because I made that her nature. And Adam, why didn't you protect your wife? Why didn't you protect that woman? Why didn't you kick the devil out of the garden? Why didn't you protect this woman? She was fine. She was emotional. And she imagined things in her mind. And you didn't put it into, oh, you didn't bring your authority into play. I got something to say to you, Adam. Why did you let your wife talk to that serpent? You was right there. You knew what was going on. Was you seduced first? Got less than three minutes, so don't worry. Less than four minutes, so don't worry. Adam, was you seduced first? That's why you didn't protect your woman. Adam, was you produce, was you seduced first? That's why you didn't see about your girl, Adam. That's why in the judgment of it, you said, the woman you gave me, gave to me and I ate. She took authority over me. That's what Adam said. The woman you gave me took authority over me. God said, didn't I create you first, Adam? I told her the story, but I created you first. Why didn't you stand up? That's the question of all ages. I believe Adam fell first. He was just, when you fall, sometimes you can fall as a coward. Adam fell as a coward and used his wife to as the means of rebellion. See, Adam was the worst kind of sinner. He couldn't even take responsibility for his own rebellion. So he said to God, the woman you gave me, gave to me and I ate. Adam wasn't deceived. He knew he would die. And it wasn't that he was following some woman. He wanted something himself. And he blamed it on Eve. And her imagination sprung to life. Isn't it good for food? Isn't it good for life? Isn't it good to make us wise? And he's like, yes, it is. That's what I've been telling you. So eat 
and give it to me. But I'll blame it on you when God comes to walk in the garden and see that we're naked. You know, don't blame the woman. Don't blame Eve. For the, for the downfall of humanity. And that's what humanity has been doing. That's why women are so persecuted. Because we've been blaming Eve for what we wanted in our heart. Because any real man, if they was not a, in a fallen mindset, he would have protected his woman. Don't talk to that fool. Let's, matter of fact, let's go find out where the tree of life is. Let's go eat from the tree of life. Let's go see what God is doing. That's what a man would do. He would have took Eve by the hand and said, baby, let's go see what God is doing. So we can maybe hang out with him for eternity. So don't blame it on Eve. Adam didn't bring his wife into the proper alignment. Adam didn't protect Eve. He left Eve vulnerable to God's enemy. So don't blame Eve.